Most leaders know that expressing gratitude can be a huge motivation and productivity booster, especially during tough times. While common sense, it's anything but common practice. Today, we discuss how to infuse more gratitude into your workplace. The future of work isn't about shareholder value, technology, metrics, or automation. It's about being human and putting people first through actionable love. Welcome to the Love in Action podcast, where we hold deep conversations with extraordinary people to help you grow as a leader and expand your business. Here's your host, Marcel Schwantes. Welcome to episode 78 of the Love in Action podcast, where we help make your business and workplace be both good for people and for profits. Today's topic is one of my favorites, gratitude. Personally, I don't think we practice enough of it in both our personal lives and especially our work lives. So after today's episode, I think you'll be convinced of the benefits of gratitude as business leaders at a time in our history where we desperately, desperately need it. So to talk to us about gratitude is Carrie Wekelo, Chief Operating Officer at Actualized Consulting a financial services firm named Top Company Culture by Entrepreneur Magazine and a top workplace by The Washington Post. And gratitude is in great part the reason for the success of Actualized Consulting and a big reason for Carrie's success as a leader. Her latest book released over the summer is called Gratitude Infusion. And we're going to unpack exactly how to infuse it into your own leadership practices and company culture. Carrie blends her experiences as a consultant, executive coach, award-winning author, mindfulness expert, and entrepreneur. And she's been featured on ABC, NBC, NPR, The New York Times, Inc., Forbes, and all kinds of other places. And now she joins us. Welcome to the Love in Action podcast, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so fitting that every episode we start with a gratitude moment and I'm talking to the gratitude person here. So right off the bat, tell us what makes you smile when you get up in the morning these days? That my kids are able to go to school in person right now. I'm, I'm excited for them. They needed that interaction. So that's making me very grateful in the mornings. That's really good because as speaking as a dad of a seven-year-old, he also has finally transition back to school also full-time every day. And we could not be happier for him because he wants it. He, even though he's got to wear his mask, every day we check in with him. Okay, how was your day? You know, Did you like what you're doing? And he's like, Daddy, yes, I'm so glad I'm back. <laughs> he just could not acclimate to the whole Zoom experience because we were trying the hybrid thing. And you know, way, way back in March when this thing broke out, he was forced to go into Zoom, never got used to it. So... And seven is young. I mean, that's, that's tough. I mean, my, even my 12 year old son, he, it was, it was just a lot for him and he was, it was hard for him to focus. So I'm just grateful that they have the opportunity mask, mask and all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. So before we dive headfirst into this book, I can't wait to get into it. Why did you write this book? Why, especially now? Well, my first book is culture infusion and that's, all about culture. And I was getting ready to 
do the second edition of Culture Infusion to add in gratitude because I was remiss, even though we had been doing it as an organization. And then I realized I had another whole book. So that hence the gratitude infusion title going with that same thing. So that was a natural segue for you, basically. It was. Yeah. Okay, good. So let's get into the psychology of gratitude. And I want to explore that a little bit with you. Now, neither one of us are science geeks, but we need to kind of at least refer to some of the science because it's important to understand how something so necessary, Gary, for positive human interaction is so drastically missing. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I don't see enough of it. But so let's talk about the power behind gratitude. What, what does it do to us as the, you know, the giver of gratitude and the receiving of gratitude? And I have a really good story yeah. from a wonderful storyteller. I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. And she's a researcher and a storyteller, as she calls herself. And in one of her Netflix special, I think she only has one, but she talks about, and she talks about this in her books too, but in her research, the number one factor of people that are going through very trying times, saying they lost a loved one, maybe they lost a child, a house burned down, they lost a high-powered job, that they were, these people were the, you know, just so distraught. But the number one way that they were able to pivot and go forward in their lives was gratitude. Mm. And she was actually shocked that that was what the research showed. So that got me really curious. Right now, I'm reading a book called The Gratitude Project, and it's the science behind how you can use gratitude. So they're writing books about this now and in the research. Robert Edmonds is another one who has a ton of research. He even has a whole textbook on it, which I, which I bought. You know, but the thing, if you go back to it, it, it does feel good. And it's, an, it's a really easy way to pivot your emotional state. And it brings us together more. We feel more connected as yeah. well. Yeah. So you just touched a little bit on maybe one of the benefits is, uh, my goodness, I mean, of course we want to connect. We have a need for connection as human beings and we're naturally wired to experience and want connection. Have you found any other benefits of gratitude? I mean, speak to the CEO. Why should they pay attention to gratitude? It may not even be in their line of sight, but it should. Right. Well, it can help also with boosting like your emotional state as well. So let's say you have somebody on your team that is down in the dumps. I mean, we have a lot going on in general in our lives. And if you can be grateful for what they are contributing to the teams, it can shift their mood quite quickly. Okay. Mm. It also provides, and I was talking about this sense of connection. If your team members feel like they are empowered, you really are seeing what they're bringing to the table, they're going to work harder and they're going to be more loyal to you as a leader. Your turnover rates are going to reduce. We've seen that at Actualize. We went to having 33% turnover. The last four years, we've had less than 4% turnover. Yeah, yeah. We're going to tie in what we already know what the benefit, at least you and I do know the benefits of gratitude, but talk about how that has impacted Actualize Consulting, the firm that you work for. So you've won all these awards, these workplace awards. I mentioned it in my introduction. So at what point did gratitude become this a thing? Like, okay, we need to practice this every day. 
It was really organic. I've been with Actualize for 15 years. The first five years, we were very focused on financially being stable, operationally stable. And then I was like, wait a minute. When we had that 33% turnover, we weren't really focused on our people first and foremost. So 10 years ago, we shifted our focus to our people. And part of that was gratitude. We have a culture in which we are constantly giving kudos. We have them in our newsletter that goes out twice a month. We talk about our people when we start our all hands calls every single time. And that's why I use the word infusion. Every time we're with our teams, we start with everything about people. And that tends to be around why we are grateful. What superstars they're being to help the company continue to move forward. And what I find is that when I used, started to solicit those kudos, those gratitude moments from people, I'd get a couple. Now our newsletter is like half of a page of just people wanting to celebrate their peers, their coworkers, their bosses even sometimes. So it's just, it's a really feel good organization in that respect. So if you're listening right now, then you should start thinking about some actionable things that Carrie's talking about and how to apply it today and this week. Because it's like the, the science is saying that, uh, that it does lead to business outcomes. And, you know, Carrie, I, I always tell not only my listeners, but my clients when I coach and train, et cetera, that some of them require a new belief system. They have to shift, literally shift their minds to believe that this stuff actually works. It's almost like we're talking about the gospel of gratitude in a sense, and people just need to convert to it. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I just wanted to, I always have to remind myself that, okay, not everyone thinks like I do. That's a good point. I mean, and I have people who've called me hippy dippy, fluffy, you know, I get lots of terms like that used because there are people that they don't, that's not their first thing. And what I try to do is I'm a big proponent that you only make change if you personally felt how it feels. So maybe those are the people that I'm giving, really laying on gratitude. I'm going out of my way to make sure that they feel appreciated. And then what I see is they start coming around because they've personally witnessed how it's changed their mindset. Yeah. All right. So for those people that maybe have not bought into this, what would you say are the obstacles in their way to practicing gratitude if you're a leader? I think people are busy and so focused on the bottom line, getting their deliverables done. Maybe they have a proposal that they're working on, a big project, and that's their focus. And they feel like they have to be doing, doing, doing versus taking a moment to pause and recognize how is that even possible? And it doesn't take a lot of time. Gratitude doesn't take a lot of time. That's the beautiful thing about it. Mm. Can be effective very quickly. And that's what I see is that people are too busy. They don't have time for those types of things. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, Carrie, if they don't have time for those types of things, then I'm going right back to mindset is because they're not prioritizing gratitude at the top of the list as a daily action, right? Again, it's because they may not believe in it. So here we're going right back, right back to to square one. All right. So I can't imagine a more suitable place and time to practice gratitude than a global pandemic in the middle of 
social unrest and, and the political divide that keeps widening. And a lot of this is affecting the well-being of our workers and leaders. So I want to discuss with you how gratitude works in the uncertain times that we are in right now. And Carrie and I are going to unpack that after this short message. Don't go anywhere. Hey, leaders and managers, Marcel here. You probably already know this if you've been following the show. The question comes up often. What's the purpose of this show? What's the why behind love and action? Well, the simple answer we need to eliminate suffering in the workplace and help leaders to flourish. Because when we have good leaders in place, the people under their care also flourish. That is really good for business. And by the way, as an extension of the podcast, I launched a leadership development course. It's got a catchy name. Check it out on my website. It's called From Boss to Leader. And in this course, I teach the skills that you often hear on the show. Things like how to communicate more effectively, how to engage your employees to put out their best effort, and how to build a high-performing organization. So check it out. I'm taking calls right now. And I'd love to personally chat with you to see if this course may be a good fit. Reach me on my website, marcelschwantes.com, and click on virtual training. We're back. So let's talk about this. How does gratitude work in the uncertain times that we're in? And going back to Brene Brown's research point of when people were in these, their own challenging times, they were focused on gratitude and that's how they moved forward. And I really went back to that as I was personally struggling with all the uncertainty. And there's a lot going on right now in, in, our, in our universe. And what I have found is that if I am feeling out of sorts, if I just pause and find something simple to be grateful for, and that could be as simple as I have a cozy house, right? Everybody in my family is safe and sound. It can be that simple. And that's what I, and I've been using gratitude as a tool throughout this time to help me stay grounded. And the days that I'm not focused on gratitude, those are the days where I, you know, maybe I'm having a really bad day and I'm not very motivated, but then I have this toolbox and I go back to those simple practices. Yeah, that's great. So I'm going to speak to my listeners now in case that that is, if they're struggling with something personal in this pandemic, whether it's, you know, being furloughed or uh, they lost their job or, you know, having to juggle kids at home with business and all that. Yeah, think about how what Carrie just said, maybe taking a pause and mm -hmm. reframing something in your mind that you see as a negative and turn it into a positive that, you know what, in this moment, you are okay and the world's not ending and that you are safe. So think about how you're going to apply that short little moment of gratitude for yourself, for love and care to yourself at a time when everybody's so stressed out. So any other, um, you know, from that toolbox that you mentioned, any, any others that we can pull out from the toolbox? 
Well, I use this with my teams and it's gratitude for, we use, we have three types of gratitude, internal gratitude. Why am I grateful for myself? So think about like, how did you show up today? And like, for instance, I made it a point to be able to have time to get my movement in before we were doing this, this podcast. So I'm, you know, I'm really proud of myself, right? I'm grateful for that. So you have to really internalize the gratitude and then do the external gratitude. Maybe it's somebody on your team, perhaps, you know, you're proud of your, you're grateful for your kids for being resilient and being able to wear a mask every day and not Mm. complaining about it. And then also the one that good coaches always have coaches, right? So my coach has to remind me of this all the time, focus on the wins. So break it down. Cause when you are going through a t- not the best time, if you can just break it down day, you know, hour by hour, day by day. So what was a win that you had today? Right. And that could be very easy, a simple win as well. And a lot of times I use that. I actually even made a notepad that has those three prompts on it. So I didn't forget to do that day to focus. Yeah, I love it. So let's talk a little bit about conflict or any, you know, if you're going through some tough challenges, what about gratitude, you know, helps handle that kind of challenge where, you know, maybe emotions are running high in a conflict within the person, feelings are getting hurt. So how do we use gratitude to kind of help help in that? Right. So your example, you're talking about perhaps two people in a conflict, or maybe it's more than two people. And the strategy I like to use is when, and I facilitate this a lot. I actually just even volunteered with my friend at work. I was like, oh, I'll do it for free. I love, I love this exercise. So I will do it. But the exercise is if you are in conflict with somebody is that you ask, you say, can we do this exercise? Can we start with why we're grateful for each other? Because I bet you, you can find something that you're grateful for each other about. And then you talk about, okay, what was your piece in in the conflict? What did you bring to the table? Because I believe that even though you think so highly that it was somebody else's fault, you had a little piece in it, okay? (laughs) So what's your piece? What's your accountability? in the situation. And what I find is when you start with why you're grateful and then you tell somebody, well, this is how I contributed to the situation. And then you say how, what, how you're feeling, it kind of gets diffused because then you're seeing the other person's point of view. And like, I'll give you an example. I had two people that, you know, one person just was a little more aggressive in nature, not the nicey nice. And then the other person was just very sensitive. And the sensitive person said, you know what? I'm taking accountability that I'm too sensitive and I'm really sorry. And the more aggressive person was like, oh, no, don't be sorry for being sensitive. That's okay. That's just who you are. And it completely diffused the whole thing. Then they were laughing and moved on. And now they're great. They don't have any conflict because he, re- she, he recognized that, wait, she's sensitive. I need to be mindful of this person and how sensitive she may be, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that example. And also, you know, in hearing you talk about that example, I was thinking how that also helps you to increase your self awareness 
which is a component of emotional intelligence, because we have to be able to know the people around us, how they're feeling, how they're reacting, as well as our own feelings around them, so that we can respond appropriately. And if that means with a moment of gratitude, then so be it. I love that. Thank you for that. Carrie, we um, save this question toward the end of our conversation uh, as we wind down here. So it's tradition on the show to ask our guests about fear and love. So I'm going to start with fear. So many people work in fear-based work settings, pressure cooker environment, which makes it hard to you know, express gratitude for others. You know, when you're looking over your shoulder, I mean, how, <laughs> how can you even focus on, on gratitude? So they may fear their bosses. They may fear they're losing their jobs. Fear of speaking up with an idea or even to express concern about safety. So the million dollar question is, why do you think fear-based management styles are still so prevalent today when you and I both know, because we're in the research and we are leadership practitioners, we know that there is evidence that cultures of love and care and empowerment and gratitude produce great business outcomes? That is an excellent question. And what I see is they, have, they don't know, they haven't been taught or they've never witnessed others leading in a more heart-centered from a place of, of gratitude. So I really think it's more, they just, they haven't experienced it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So it's what you don't know, you don't know. You've just never been exposed to it. So you're not going to know how to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People don't think it's numbers driven, right? But if you think about it, it really actually is because you can reduce your turnover rates. You can have higher productivity if people are feeling like they are contributing and they are appreciated. Mm. So it does, it, it, you know, it's funny. And that's, and that is the case that you have to bring forth is that it, it, it is numbers based. It's, it's not just, you know, hippy dippy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start borrowing that from you. I hope you didn't uh, trademark that hippy dippy. No, no. <laughs> I want to make the link. So here's the, the, the flip side of the coin, right? Fear and now love. So I want to make the link between leadership and love in this sense is practical love. And that's the whole reason we call the show Love in Action. Love being a verb that helps to inspire and motivate and get the best out of people so they can thrive. So how does a leader love well, day in and day out? Well, more so than ever, I believe that having empathy for what other people are going through and taking a moment to ask people how they're doing today. When you start a conversation or even an email, and I have to pause and remind myself, I'm not perfect either, but how are you doing today? But if you ask, you have to really want to know. You have to want to know and listen. You have that couple minutes. Just make time to do that. It'll go such a long way. Right, right. So it's the, the listening skills, the active listening skills have to be there as well. Otherwise, it's just, you know, words floating in the air. Yeah, I love that. Wow. So before we wrap up, is there any question I should have asked that I didn't that's pertinent to uh, our discussion? I think you covered it. The only thing perhaps is just maybe some more examples of how we actually utilize gratitude in action. Okay. Okay. 
I'm so curious about that toolbox. Are you willing to share a few more of those? Absolutely. So we do, I talked a little bit about how we use gratitude in our newsletters and our calls. We also do star player and key player awards. And not only do we post those internally with a firm, we actually post those on social media as well. So, you know, somebody's mom can see that their, you know, their child has done a good job and our clients can see that. So we really showcase our people as the ones that are making our organization go to be successful, to win all those awards. So I think that public recognition is a big, big part of it as well. Mm, Absolutely. Thanks for that. So we end our episodes with two final questions. Personally, what's really tugging at your heart right now, Carrie, that you would like us to know? That's a great question. I think the state of the world, and it inspires me to be a better person. And all I know is that I can only control what is in my little bubble, the people that I'm around each day. And that helps me to move forward. If I can make a difference in other people's life each day, then okay, that's, I'm contributing. But it's hard right now. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, finally, you close us out with that one thing, that one final takeaway that we can uh, bring home with us that's going to make a difference in our lives. I'd say start small with gratitude. Choose one person that is making a difference to you and verbally let them know or send them an email, better yet, write them a, a card. And also remember to take time to recognize yourself because that's going to keep you moving forward if, if you're proud of yourself as well and you're grateful for how you're showing up each day. Kara, I want to thank you for your wisdom and I appreciate you jumping on the call today. This has been a rich conversation. Thanks for having me. And finally, if people want to connect with you, where would they go? I am on LinkedIn as Carrie Weckelow, Twitter as well. And our website is just actualizedconsulting.com. The book, once again, is called Gratitude Infusion. My special thanks to Carrie Weckelow for sharing her gratitude and her wisdom. And thank you for joining us and spreading the Love in Action movement globally. If you like this episode, we would be grateful if you could share it with others. And if you or your company would like to sponsor episodes of the Love in Action podcast, I'd love to chat with you. You can reach me on my website at marcelschwantes.com or hit me up on LinkedIn. Join me next week as I sit down with not only my good friend, but Carrie's good friend as well. And that is Kevin Monroe, host of this Extraordinary Life community and podcast. That should be a blast. And I am guaranteeing lots of laughter. Don't miss out. Until then, remember, the future of work is love and action. Try it and be convinced. Thanks for joining us on the Love in Action podcast. If you enjoyed this show and want to help get the word out, make sure to subscribe and leave a review.